What's up, homies? What's up, homies? I'm Erica. And I'm Roshane. And as always, thank you so much for hanging out with us today. I am excited that you're here, and I'm excited to be here. Um, it's been a little minute since we, the homies, meaning me and Roshane, have <laughs> actually gotten to sit down and record an episode. Um, true day, true day. So I'm excited to be back, honestly, because if you homies don't know, I went uh, to Indiana for two weeks. I drove to Indiana and stayed there for two weeks, and I just got back like a couple days ago. Ooh. So our our spiral episode and our 28 days letter, later episode were pre-recorded. So we haven't recorded a new episode for two weeks, which I honestly think has been our longest break, right? Mm -hmm. Like actual break. Yeah. So I would say it was, it was quite lonely. I was like, all yeah. by <laughs> Did you just look over at like your mic and your headphones and a single tear would roll down your cheek? At the exact time that we would normally meet up to record, I sat down at my desk and just very longingly looked out the window and you just talked to yourself what you could just did have a been. whole a whole episode by yourself i delivered an entire <laughs> monologue <laughs> it's okay i get it i get it i was doing the same thing um, <laughs> what's that oh what's that movie about like the two mice where they do that it's like is that america's tale an america tale or something like that where they like sing to each other from across the moon I believe I, you're I referring to um, SpongeBob and Mr. Krab singing. Is that what you're talking about? <laughs> <Am> I? <laughs> no, I'm not, no. I think I think you're talking about. I think it is an American Tale with like that super FIFO? yeah FIFO or FIFO, FIFO? FIFO? FIFO something like that. But it's a very sad movie. I used it is so. Sad. I used to only be able to get through like half of it when I was a child because it's so fucking sad. Mm -hmm. But FIFO. Fievel. Yeah, Fievel, right? Fievel, Fievel. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's it. That, so that sounds the most correct out of everything that we <laughs> everything just, just said. Out of FIFO, Fievel, and Fievel, which, which one do you, <laughs> homies, think is the right answer? Um, any of our um, experts, expert homies, please let us know. What what little tiny mouse are we talking about? What's his actual name? But yeah, that was us. Um Looking up at the looking <laughs> up at the us. same moon in different states across the across the country. I was three hours ahead of you, <laughs> <laughs> but I will say one thing. Um, well, two things actually. First of all, the town that I was in, whilst I was there, because it's a very very small town, it was giving me very much the crazies or uh, a si um, a quiet place. Like, that was what the oh, town was. Like, it's no. one of those very small, like, everybody knows each other towns. It's the perfect location for a horror movie. Um, I was a little bit spooked, <clears throat> I would just like to say, because they're, like, the house just, just surrounded by darkness. So, really, I would look out and I would just see, like, these big, big booty spiders in silhouette 
like all throughout, <laughs> all outside of the window was all I could see as the sun was setting. Um, These spires had absolute dump trucks for asses. <laughs> were some thick, thick ass spiders. Um, <laughs> just go having their hot girl summer, probably. <laughs> Um, outside of my window. So that was kind of freaking me out. Um, but also, <clears throat> serious, this is, I pose a question to you and any homies that would like to give me a hand. If you guys know of a very, very, um, like good allergy medicine that really, really does it to you, please let me know. Please drop them in our comments or our DMs because. Uh, my allergies out there were horrific. Oh, no. Horrible. Zyrtec didn't do shit. Tried didn't Zyrtec. do a damn didn't thing. A damn I was thing. just popping it for fun. <laughs> I was like, should I even take this? Why not? It feels good. Like, it feels like I should. Um, so, no, didn't do a thing. My Every time I go out to a place that's really hot, my eczema comes out to play my allergies came out to play i felt like edgar from men in black i just felt musty <laughs> dusty and crusty and like i was just leaking everywhere oh, i don't know like no. I, can't, I don't know how to explain it i just felt awful if any homies know of an allergy medicine that is uh very strong but won't make you drowsy please please let me know um because most of the places that i visit are hotter than Colorado mm -hmm. and they're not as dry and like I just can't my body just can't handle it so I would be forever grateful if you yeah, <laughs> want to help yeah, my yeah. sister out <laughs> yo send that send that straight to Erica and Erica when you get that send that straight to me because Will do. another homie is also looking for some allergy <laughs> medicine is also in need for the plug the allergy plug so, I so will if you like, got the hookup let us know <laughs> Please let us know. Um, but I am very, very excited for our episode today. I also would like to make this announcement super duper quick. I am also excited because we will be getting back to streaming. Um, obviously, we took the two weeks off, mm -hmm. but we will be back to streaming now that I'm back. So if you guys would like to come and hang out and say hello and you would like to hear more about my adventures in Indiana. Um, yeah, come over to our stream and say what's up. Tonight at 6 p.m., you better be there. We're going to be looking for you. Specifically Tonight. you, person listening yeah. right now. We are looking if, for you. Yeah. If you're All listening right. and you're like, me? It's you. Yeah, we're talking <laughs> about you. <laughs> so just, just show up. Uh, link is in our bio. Mm -hmm. um, but today we are talking about the movie Escape Room. Uh, 2019, not to be confused with the 17 other escape, escape room, room movies, movies <laughs> that have been made um, basically within a year of each other. Um, I'm really excited for this to talk about this movie because I'm very excited for Escape Room Tournament of Champions, I think is what it's full title is mm -hmm. which is the sequel that's coming out in like two weeks from when this episode comes out i believe yeah it's fairly soon the, yo mm -hmm. real quick like not to not to deviate too far away because i know the homies are like yo yo, yo do the movie uh but <laughs> just saying the latter half of 2021 right now is looking mm, pristine for horror movies it's looking good i'm looking at this lineup and i'm 
I'm like, are we about to kiss right now? Because it, it, <laughs> they look, I'm just so excited for everything that's coming out. And obviously there are a lot of movies that I thought had already come out long ago, but obviously they got pushed back due to the pandemic. But, you know, like movies like um, Ghostbusters, that new Ghostbusters movie. I don't know why I thought that came out like two years ago. Oh, that didn't um, come out? Oh, I was <laughs> no, honestly same. I thought, that, I thought that had been out. It didn't come out. That Antlers movie um, was supposed to come out around the same time Invisible Man came out because I remember mm-hmm. seeing a trailer for it. You know, just like all those movies uh, I'm excited to finally see. And then obviously, of course, there's a ton of movies that have been in the works for a while and are finally getting Candyman. Candyman. Yeah, I'm very, yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs> I think I we're all ready. I think we're all ready for that. But all right, all right. Let's let's get to today's movie. Yeah. Let's yes, talk. which you which you had never seen before. I have never seen this movie before, though I've heard great things about it from you. So I was <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> very excited to uh get to watch it. And uh, <laughs> I had a fun time watching it and I'm excited to actually get to talk about it. Yeah, I'm excited to talk about it too. I'm excited that you saw it so now I can finally like be, you can be excited about the sequel. We can now mm-hmm. talk about the sequel together without me trying to not spoil anything for you. Yeah, and I was kind of afraid because we did watch the trailer together for the second one before watching this one, and I thought that it may have spoiled things for me, but I'm going to be honest, I don't remember anything, so <laughs> felt like a fresh old watch to me. Oh yeah. Nice. Uh... Um, but all right, without further ado, shall we get into the plot breakdown? You got it. Let's get into these deets. All right, homies, y'all know the drill. We are entering into spoiler territory. So you have been warned. Um, but today we are talking about Escape Room from 2019. This one is directed by Adam Robitel. Robitel? Robitel. Adam I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Before you go into the rest of the people, I do want to mention that the director of this as well, Adam, um, has directed basically only horror movies because he also did The Taking of Deborah Logan, Insidious, The Mm -hmm. Last Key, and then Mm -hmm. he's doing the sequel to Escape Room, and then he's doing the next Insidious. I just wanted to point that out. He's like a horror guy. Ooh, okay. You kind of see in this movie too, so... All right, Escape Room 2019, directed by Adam Robitel and is starring Taylor Russell as Zoe Davis, Jay Ellis as Jason Walker, Logan Miller as Ben Miller, Tyler Labine as Mike Nolan, Deborah Ann Wool as Amanda Harper, and Nick Dodani as Danny Kahn. Six people from different walks of life are presented with a single question. What's in the box? The answer? A ticket to the Minos Escape Room, the world's most immersive escape room experience. And who are our challengers? Zoe, a bright physics student. Ben, an angsty stock boy. Jason, a pompous stock boy. Amanda, an Iraq vet. Mike, a friendly truck driver. And Danny, a guy who likes escape rooms a little bit too much. After a brief meeting in the weight room, 
our group find themselves forced to work together as the immersive experience attempts to take their lives. Insert complicated puzzles, exposition dumps, and PG-13 saw nods here. Our film concludes with the group, or what's left of it, breaking a sweat and busting their brains as they try to escape these rooms. Also, always use a coaster. Roll credits. Why did I think you were going to say breaking a sweat and busting a nut? <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. See, see, that, that sort of content is saved for the live streams, okay? Where I can delete I that shit afterwards. Uh-uh. <laughs> get, caught, get caught on podcast saying that couldn't be me. Well, okay, so what do you what do you have in your notebook? <laughs> What's that first note coming out the gate? <laughs> All right, my first note for Escape Room is actually, um, I wrote, I like that they throw you right the fuck into this one, which, mm-hmm. kudos, kudos to this movie. I think it was a really good choice to start us off with the with the Ben with the Ben scene. Because it immediately gets you directly into what you, what I think you want when you go to watch this movie, right? You see a room, or you see a, a movie called Escape Room. What do you want to see? The Escape Rooms. It's straight up the saw effect, right? Like the only thing that you're thinking about are what are these rooms? What are the puzzles in these rooms? Like what what's going on here? And so I think it's super smart that this movie decides to just start us off with one of the escape rooms and then take a step backwards in time, and then show us how we got there. That's a move that doesn't work, I think, all the time. But I think mm-hmm. for this movie, it worked really well. I had the same kind of note. I said, um, we begin at the end, which, of course, I've seen this multiple times. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm coming in at a little bit of a different perspective than you are. Um, but yeah, it's. I, I honestly had forgotten that that's how it started. Um, but yeah, we begin kind of where nearer to the ending and so i agree it's nice because yeah going into this you're you want to see them escape these escape rooms so you're already thrown into that you meet a character straight off the bat and it kind of leaves you to think okay so is this the lone survivor do they get separated Mm -hmm. it adds a little bit of a question mark in your brain but also it's a nice introduction to how intricate these escape rooms are because there's a lot going on it's like there's a whole this is a whole elaborate system he has to you know it's an entire room designed um and it you know is crushing in on itself and he's trying to solve these puzzles and you can really get a vibe of what these escape rooms are going to be like Mm -hmm. and i don't know have you ever done an escape room? i was gonna ask the same question no i've never (laughs) done one i've always wanted to though and I think the biggest thing that's been holding me back is I've never been able to find a group around the time when I have the itch to do one, you know? Yeah. That's like, that's been my biggest thing. Like, I don't want to do an escape room with a bunch of randos. Like, I, w- I would like to no. do that with some good friends where when we get frustrated, we don't want to just kill each other while we're in there, <laughs> you know? Like, I want it to be a good experience, but I haven't gotten around to it. Uh, what about you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, so I've done one, mm-hmm. and I've wanted to do one again, and I just haven't 
gotten a chance to but yeah i did one like a couple years ago for my sister's birthday um we went to an escape room and i really when i first went i knew nothing about them Mm -hmm. um and i was really gassing myself up like i was gonna go in there like adrian monk i was gonna be sniffing out (laughs) clues and i was just gonna be solving like puzzles left and right dude i think i solved one puzzle yeah they look so hard honestly like they they look mm -hmm. very challenging Yes, they are. And that's one thing about this movie that I do like is um, obviously the rooms in this movie are much don't get because don't get me wrong. Like the escape room that we went to, it was it was pretty intricate. It was we we did this like Egyptian tomb one. Mm-hmm. And so you were like the first part you walked in, it was like you were at a like an archaeological dig and then the second room was like inside of the tomb and so it was it was very cool and there were a lot of aspects about it where i was like how the fuck did they do right how did they how do they have this kind of control um but obviously in this movie one of the things that is a pool for our characters to want to go there is it's this super immersive like advanced escape room Mm -hmm. and to be fair if I saw an escape room like that, that was that high tech, dude, I would want to go right. so bad. And the ten uh, and the so ten bad. grand to complete it too oh, is a right. very nice cherry on top for sure. A very big cherry. Um, but yeah, so after we meet, quote unquote, we don't really meet him, but after we see um, the our character Ben kind of struggling his way through this room. Uh, then we go and we meet two other characters in addition to Ben, because then we flash back three years. And what do you think, what are your thoughts about these three characters that we meet up front? Like, do you like them? Do you like the way that we are introduced to them? Like, how do you feel about them? Yeah, no, I actually, I like them, um... If not just for personality's sake, for for variation, I thought it was really cool. Um, even with the characters that we haven't met quite yet, I one of the things that I did think was a big pro about this movie is the group is very diverse in terms of personalities. I do think everybody has a very distinct personality, and I think that helps out with the ensemble aspect of this. Um but for the initial three, which, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, we're talking Zoe, um, Zoe, Ben, and Jason, right? Those are the first three that we get? Yeah. I, what I liked about them, um, it, it, it's kind of in the same realm, where it's like, I liked how different their lives were. Um, like, I like that they all had their different backstories and how they got to where they were, yada, yada, yada. Um, but what was really compelling for me was getting that little bit of each person's exposition and then watching them all attempt to work on the exact same problem. That was so cool to me. Um, I'm one of those people that like, I do like problem solving, even though I don't think that I would be necessarily very good at an escape room. um, I, I get a lot of satisfaction from like having a problem and getting a solution. Right. So watching these three different walks of life all have the exact same a problem and have to find solutions in their own way was cool for me to watch this on a personal level but then from a like movie cinematic level it was cool because it introduced this idea that not only are we gonna have a 
group of different people all working together in this escape room, but everybody's going to have their own method or tactic for how they mm-hmm. want to tackle all of these problems. I feel like this movie did a good job of setting that up. And I also think it was very smart that they only did it with half of the group and didn't try and do it mm-hmm. for everybody. Because then I think it would have bogged it down too much. Yeah, no, I agree with that. So, um, so yeah, they each get this puzzle box. And I like, I mean, it reminds me, obviously, because it's a puzzle box, it reminds me of Hellraiser mm-hmm. and the puzzle box from that. But in the same vein, it's this idea of, oh, um, we're promising you, if if you solve this, you will get riches and amazing things will be waiting for you on the other side of this puzzle mm-hmm. box. So like it's it's not they don't have to yeah, solve that's, it. Yeah, that's that's completely awesome up fucking to thing them. about it. That's I, I really love mm-hmm. that part. That's so cool that it's even set up like that where it's like if you were dumb, you might still be alive, <laughs> you know? <laughs> right. Yeah, if you couldn't figure this out or even if you were just like I don't give a fuck. <laughs> like I don't care about this box. I you know, you could just set it aside and it would have nothing to you wouldn't yeah you would miss out on what you maybe thought was ten thousand dollars but in the end that's kind of better for you because this isn't a cube or a saw situation where they're just people plucked into the situation unbeknownst to them like they are choosing to go yeah this is voluntary and i yeah totally voluntary and they they do kind of you know trick them in a way where they make it seem like it's being sent to them by people Mm -hmm. that they trust and so it kind of gives them an incentive but then at the same time it's still totally up to them and i i also like how you see the three of them solving it in different ways because it's kind of a little bit of a sneak peek into the way that they will be inside Mm -hmm. of the escape rooms because zoe is very methodical she takes her time she looks at all the angles she solves it completely on her own Mm -hmm. um ben is like very forceful he solves a lot of it on accident because he's like throwing the box around (laughs) and kicking it it it. yeah which happens a lot to him in the rooms is he'll break things and he'll accidentally find a clue Mm -hmm. because he just you know broke something off the wall and threw it across the room and then a clue popped out and then for jason i feel like for him because he watches a video that Mm -hmm. kind of gives him a little bit of insight into how to do it and I feel like for him, when he's inside of the escape rooms, he kind of goes off of everybody else. Like him himself, he never really solves things. Nah. It's like he takes what everybody else says and almost makes it seem like, oh, well, now I'm the leader. It's like Zoe will be like, well, what if we like checked that? And he'll say, I'll check it. You know what yeah. I mean? It's like he's kind of he's he's definitely got and I think it was very smart to make him somebody who was in the stock world or like sales because it really informs a lot of his character mm-hmm. where he is he is both a team player and 100% looking out for himself. Yeah. Like he is he's 100% with the team if it benefits him, mm-hmm. but you know that in the back of his mind he's always just looking out for me myself and I. Right. Um, which is it, it's a very interesting dynamic to introduce to the group and it was actually one that really um gave a lot of nuance i think to the group as well is cuz like everybody for the most part outside of Jason is pretty pleasant and even Jason himself who he, i mean he's a douche the longer you spend time with him but 
he knows how to also be pleasant too. Like he knows how to play with the group as well. Yeah, he can be an an you know he can interact with people and socialize fine, but. Yeah, the the group is really just a means to an end for him. When they are solving the puzzles and getting him through, that's great. Mm -hmm. But as soon as they stop doing that, then they are not because I like they're they're just not worth having anymore. Because I feel like that happens a little bit later on with Zoe. Is it's like he's really all about keeping Zoe with them as long as she's solving the puzzles mm -hmm. and then the minute she doesn't want to do that anymore he's like fuck zoe okay <laughs> like forget about her you know it's like uh, he's definitely the guy in the group where it's like if you were doing a group assignment he would do he would be the like the the one who would be doling out the roles. Yeah, he'd, he'd be delegating be, all he'd be the, the work delegator and, and, and all that stuff. Right, yeah. and he would say, "Oh well, I like," and then you know he would want to say, "Well, I did this, this, and this, and this," and everyone would be like, "Well, we kind of did all the work. You just told us what to do." Like, <laughs> and he's, he's like, "You know what? That, that is the work, okay?" Yeah, that is work. All right, <laughs> um, but I will say, of all of these characters, I do at sometimes feel like. Zoe, uh, she gets better as the movie goes along, but in the beginning for me, she's a little bit too on the nose. Um, mm -hmm. Just in the way that they write around her sometimes. Yeah, because she has to play this like super meek, very yeah, quiet, doesn't like talking. Yeah. She's very shy. And her teacher says this line that's like, you want to be heard, but only in the comfort of your dorm room. It's like, what the fuck? What? Who <laughs> said like, like, it's yeah. I, 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 are, I, I get it. I get that she's quiet. I don't mm -hmm. need you to say that. Zoe, can I talk to you for a minute? I read your paper on the quantum Zeno effect. So you want to be heard. You want to share what you know, but only in the safety of your own dorm room. Oh, I'll try and speak up more. It might seem like reducing the number of variables in your life will control the outcome. But life isn't a science experiment. You can't contain your world forever. Try doing one thing that scares you over break, okay? Okay. There are, though, I, even though I... I, mean, I actually like the script and I'm okay with the script, there are definitely a couple lines throughout that were very much like, all right, this is the... This is the button for this scene, all right? So make sure you hit that line nice and clear so that we get the idea. Like a yeah, couple times. Make sure times you through. enunciate every word in this line. <laughs> and we're going to give you a little beat after you say it, just so it really gets home. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I think, yeah, just in the beginning, she is, they're very obviously, you know, setting her up as she starts this way. And then as the movie goes on, she gets more confident and bold. Yeah. Um, but I think compared to other people, particularly um, uh, Ben, mm -hmm. like I really, really like Ben, the way that they set him up and his development throughout. And I just think if you compare the two, I think they, Zoe was like a little bit more obvious. But I still love her character, mainly because I really, really like Taylor Russell. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, she's I still super, really enjoy her good. character. Yeah. Oh, she's so good. <laughs> The that before we uh before we go into the other three, uh would mm -hmm. you have gotten caught by this little trap though if you got sent that box? Like would you have a hundred percent tried to open it or what's up? So here's the thing. If I would have gotten sent that box, I would have 
this is where they would have fucked up, I think. Because by sending it to me from someone that I care about or I know or whatever, I would have called them. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, say say it said, from your sister, blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. And I would have called my sister and be like, yo, what's up with this box? Like, (laughs) (laughs) what box? Yeah, I I probably would have done that. No, I would have wanted to solve it though because mm-hmm. it's the like the Rubik's cube effect for me. If you hand me something like that, I'm going to try and fiddle with it even if I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. Um so, yeah, but I I I probably would have reached out. Do yeah. you think you would have? No, I I actually fully agree with that. I think if I had just got sent a random box um <laughs> I probably wouldn't touch it, but, mm. like, if I got sent specifically that box, like, if I got sent the exact thing they got sent, right, with a little card with my name on it, and it wasn't addressed from somebody that I knew, it was just this little box with, like, a fancy card being, like, see if you can solve me, or something like that, <laughs> then maybe, maybe I would have fucked around with it. Um, I think getting me to actually trust this box and start the puzzle would be the hardest thing for them. But if I started yeah. doing it, I would not stop until I had solved it. I'm one of those people where the moment I actually take that task, um, it's not going to be, uh, we're not moving away until I finish it. And mm-hmm. then after finishing it and getting the invitation, I think I would probably go just because I'd be that invested. Because I'm sure it would take me some time. I'm not out here saying I'd solve that box in, you know, a day. It would take me some time. But all that time that I invest in that box will definitely get my ass over to that building to try and win 10 grand for sure. Right. Yeah. And I I feel like 10 grand is 10 grand is like the perfect amount. It's enough money where anybody that sees that is like, "Uh, yeah, I want 10 grand. Mm -hmm. But it's not too much where you would see that and think there's no way. Especially when it's like because uh, later Danny says that no one has ever been able to escape the room. Mm-hmm. I feel like that would make 10 grand would make sense to me. Yeah, 100 percent. Yeah. I give them that. They thought ahead. <laughs> they thought much. ahead. <laughs> um, but so we, we have to set up the three characters. They also have their box. They get their invitation to go to it's Minos, right? Minos. Right, Minos, 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 yeah. Escape room. Um, they get all their invitation, and then it's as we're transitioning over there, um, and we get to the waiting room. That's when we meet the other three, where Amanda, Mike, and Danny. And I'll ask you, how did you feel about uh, these three? I know you've seen this movie a couple of times, mm-hmm. but like, how did you feel about those three characters once <laughs> we got to that part? I really like them. Mm-hmm. Um, I I like Mike as a as a whole character. I just the way that he converses with everyone just feels very real to me. Mm-hmm. Um because yeah, they end up all in this waiting room and they kind of have to make this small talk that yeah. none of them really want to make, but <laughs> they don't have a choice. Um so yeah, I feel like Mike I like the way that he kind of interacts with everybody. Mm-hmm. Danny can I, can I quickly say before we move on that yeah. I do think yo, shout out to Tyler uh, who played Mike, because I feel like Mike was really a throwaway character that the actor made interesting. Mm-hmm. I do really feel that way, uh, especially, like, with kind of I some of the that. stuff that happens to him and the, like, moments that he really gets throughout the film. I feel like he wasn't supposed to have a lot, but I think Tyler Labine did a really good job with him. Yeah, 
actually, yeah, I, I get what you're saying. Because, yeah, he definitely, I think out of all of them, his, he doesn't have as much of, like, a thing yeah. as everybody else. He's, Every, like, you know, he's just Mike the truck driver. That's yeah, all Yeah, he he's really Mike gets. the truck because it's, like, Danny is, like, the nerdy guy who's obsessed with escape rooms especially coming in with this group right because mm-hmm. you have danny who's a pretty big character yeah um and then you have amanda who has had a pretty good introduction um and i i actually really like this whole section with her because i i think she's the first one to kind of clock that something strange is going on mm-hmm. because she they ask for their ids she gives the guy her driver's license and then he thanks her for her service yeah and she's like uh how did you know that because she didn't give him her military id or anything yeah i i Um, both liked and didn't like that i liked it for the uh ooh something's up here that they were given there i didn't like it because i'm like bro just shut the fuck up like it your job (laughs) is just to get them into the room like why would you why would you tip your hand there just from a from a, a logistical standpoint, like if I was your boss and I was watching the camera, I saw that shit, you'd be fired. But yeah, part of me wonders if I, I wonder if he was trying to be a smart ass and kind of, yeah, like tip his hand a little bit. And then part of me also wonders if because really that that whole front area section, it's just to take their phones. They don't need to check their IDs. They don't need to do anything of, with that. They just really need to take their phones. Right. So part of me wonders if he took it, didn't really look at her ID because he wasn't paying attention, but knew that she was in the military. And so just almost assumed mm-hmm. that she would have given her military ID right. and said, thank you for your service. Uh-huh. Like so, I, like yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know which is which, but yeah, I was like, dude, you really could have messed it up. But yeah, she was. She was like, whatever. Yeah. She just gets on the elevator anyway. Um, so yeah, I, I like, all, I, I, I agree. I like all of these characters, and I, you know, what's another good thing about this movie is, you don't get a ton of development with these characters before we get to the nitty gritty because like you said the escape room is what we're here for yeah um so let's not waste any time Mm -hmm. um so you don't get too too much with these characters besides learning little basics about their personalities but what is good about this movie is due to the nature of it they are giving themselves permission to be very obvious with their exposition Mm -hmm. like literally later on they everybody gives their backstories but it works for the story and i think that was a smart thing for them to do is to make it so it's like okay well they have to do that we're not just trying to you know throw it out there for the audience it's necessary um for them but i think amanda besides um besides zoe because we've spent you know some time with her Amanda's the first one that we really see is kind of struggling with some like some psychological like obviously something has happened in her past. She has some PTSD about something. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think she's one of the first characters that yeah. we really get that from. Yeah, she, she starts losing her stuff in um, the latter half of the first room just due to yeah. some things that are triggering her PTSD, like you said. And it presents the idea, This that's the first time that we set up this idea that not only are these escape rooms and traps difficult, but they're also catered 
to each and every person in some way, shape, or form, mm-hmm. uh, except one of them, which I'll probably ask you about later. But I think most of them are somehow attached to somebody. Um, yeah, well, they they all are. Mm-hmm. So, so this the, I like that idea. Um, I think it's very cool. It, like again, it's kind of like a nod to like the whole saw idea, which it's funny because watching this. I mean, you could go into this movie thinking, like, you're going to watch PG-13 Saw, which you kind of are, but <laughs> they they do a good job. I'm really impressed by how they managed to still capture tension without gore. Does, mm-hmm. that, does that make sense? I get what you mean. Where yeah. it's like, even, even with a small amount that we know about these characters and their backstories, you still want them to succeed. It's hard not to root for this group. As they're trying to figure out these puzzles. And if something happens to a character, you still feel it. And it's it, it's one of those things that I think gets very muddy when you start dealing with the difference between a PG-13 movie and an R-rated movie. But I do think Escape Room navigates that um, very well. And when we get into some of the deaths later on, we can expound on that. But yeah. I wanted to shout I, that out because I thought it was yeah. cool. No, you're right. And I think it's because they're able to keep the characters' likability throughout. Mm-hmm. Um, because even with Jason, for the most part, you know, up until the later half of this movie, for the most part, they are kind of building these connections with each other. And all of them are trying pretty hard to make sure that they all get through it. Mm-hmm. And you can tell that the deaths mean something to each of them. Right. I- even though for some people it's easier to move on, you understand why. I mean, this is not, that. there's a clock, and this is not like a take-your-time kind of a situation. No, 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 you're, try, um, you're trying to get out. Yeah, but, for like, you know, none of them are ever particularly, for these first few games, none of them are ever outright nasty or you know manipulative what the fuck manipulative that's manipulative a hard word. that's a hard word we got it we got it in the end <laughs> um to each other they're just trying to work out what's going on because for a long time they don't really they're not really sure what's going on yeah um and i love everybody's reaction when they realize that the game has started like oh oh, oh, here we go yeah (laughs) it's like everybody especially mike's reaction and how he's like oh okay he's like so (laughs) excited that the game has started um and then everything goes bad fast so Mm -hmm. fast so First of all, the set design of this movie, I think, is so good. Fantastic. It's great. It, these rooms are so much fun. Besides the death element, like, obviously, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't want to be there. Mm-hmm. But watching it, these rooms are so much fun yeah. to dissect. Fucking so, so good. Like, seriously, fucking kudos. Absolute kudos mm-hmm. to the set design. And then to the, to the uh, filming as well, because there's some... There's some really cool camera work throughout this entire movie that I think just takes the amazing set design and then even pushes it further, uh, even mm-hmm. further beyond, if you would. Uh, and just it, it creates <laughs> that's that's a little nerd reference for all my the, the like three nerds who are out there listening. I got you. You know where that's from. Uh, <laughs> but it's 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 so cool because 
again, this movie is about the escape rooms. Like, that's why you're watching mm-hmm. it. And they know, and they made sure that all of their rooms look good. And I do very much appreciate them for that. Like, it's just, it's it, that's a make or break it for this kind of movie. Like, if they're not, if they're not, um, what's the word? Uh, if they're not compelling. What's the point? problems or 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 challenges for the characters to face then it the movie then becomes boring so i'm happy that each one of these rooms was interesting and creative in its own way Mm -hmm. uh yeah these rooms are so cool and this one so this first one would be my nightmare i think that this room and the billiard room would be my the worst Mm -hmm. in my opinion and because they just are two fears of mine. So with this one, the room basically turns into a giant oven mm-hmm. and they have to get out before it bursts into flames. Um, but <laughs> well, this, oh, go ahead. No, I was just, uh, actually, no, go finish. I'll, I'll ask <laughs> afterwards. Oh, okay. Um, but so this room is catered for Amanda. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is when we kind of get to learn her backstory. So yeah, for a large majority of this room, Amanda is just not. She cannot even like she, she yeah, she she's having a really, really hard time. And so the thing about this room is, despite what's going on, half of them still feel like, okay, me, I think what they are what they did well is that half of these people have never been in an escape room before. Mm -hmm. So they don't really know what's normal. They don't know what to expect. And they have Danny saying, oh, my God, this is so immersive. This is so cool, blah, blah, blah. And so I can get why, particularly for, like, Mike, Mm -hmm. and then even a little bit for Jason, I can get why they would be like, okay, well, maybe this is just a really extreme escape room. Yeah. Um, which I think is clever because yeah. you, you know, cause you could look at it and say, okay, what the fuck? Cause I would be Amanda, right? Like mm-hmm. I would like, be, I'm done. Get me, the fuck yeah, out of here. get me out of this room. Fuck $10,000. Like <laughs> <laughs> get me out of the room. I would be her, but you could see why some of them would think, oh, that was just, you know, a crazy introduction to, this oh, super immersive and new technology escape room because of course why would you wouldn't think that an actual business would be allowed to you know have actual fire yeah in a room like that yeah. <laughs> and yeah, i agree because having danny there i think was a super smart choice um by the writers because yeah it sets up this uh a little bit of a misdirect here where you're not sure we as the audience at this point know that they're in danger of dying, but the actual characters themselves are having a hard time figuring it out because they do have a escape room expert with them who is is feeding them information. That's not, it's not that it's not true. It, it's true stuff, and he's an experienced guy. It's just the nuance of the situation hasn't quite hit the group yet. And I think having that character there, not intentionally misdirecting, but still misdirecting, uh, was very smart. Though I did write in my notes that um, I was getting a little bit annoyed at Danny, and I was yeah. 99% sure that he's he's the first that's got to go. <laughs> I wrote that down. I was like, Danny's got to be the first to go. Right. Uh, 
mm-hmm. which you know we'll talk about it a little bit. But I did all right. So I had a question for you. Um, yes. I'll probably ask you this question a couple of times, but just we can do just standard thumbs up half mm-hmm. out of five. What would you rate the first room? And then do you think you would have actually been able to do it? Those are my two questions for the for the first okay. Time. And so what am I, am I rating it out of like... Just like, this, just stars. Like if you're going to star this on, on an app, what, how many stars would you give this room? Uh, if, it, if, it wasn't going, it was. if it wasn't going to kill you. Let's assume gotcha. that you, you weren't going to die. <laughs> gotcha. Okay. Um, I would give this room... Let's see. I would give this room a four. Mm-hmm. Because like I said, I think the idea of this room is pretty pretty darn good but the one reason i would dock off a star is because you it's reliant on you knowing oh i can't drink this water because Mm -hmm. if i drink any of this water it's gonna mess me up later on and obviously they do that because these rooms are not meant to these rooms they're not meant to win there's not meant to be a winner out of this game so they don't mean like they don't care if they all survive or if they all die in the first room i don't think it matters to them mm-hmm. um but so say yeah say if i was supposed to have a chance of escaping this room i do think that that is kind of a unfair little tidbit to have like barely any water in there so even if i took a just enough to wet my whistle i'm automatically out of the game <laughs> like, yeah. i feel like that's kind of fucked up but would i survive this one i actually think that i would mm-hmm. um because I, I think I would have picked up on the clues in this one fairly well. This mm-hmm. one is a little bit easier, and that might just be because it's the first one. As far as, like, you know, the, the clues that they had to find, I th- it was pretty fairly easy, I think. And I would probably not have gotten any water anyway. Right. I like, I think that. I would have been fine. So I, I, I think I would have I gotten out of this room. Okay, I feel that. What about you? Uh, I think uh, out of five, I'd give this room from a... Now, this is... Remember, this is from somebody who's never been to an escape room, right? So I don't have a frame of reference here. But I'd, I'd give it, like, a three and a half. And I think the only reason, outside of the one you talked about, about fuck that water bit, because that's fucked up, mm-hmm. um, I think it was, I think it was well-designed. However, yeah, I just can't get over how like unfair it kind of is. Yeah. And I also, uh, on the flip side, do I think I would survive this one? I do think I would survive this one just because it's a group effort. But that's also why I dock some points from from it, because this is one of those ones that you wouldn't be able to figure out by yourself. And that's that's the kind of person I am when I'm trying to solve problems like I prefer to like work on my own and then bring those findings to my group. This one was so group oriented that I feel like if I got stuck with the wrong group of people, we all would have got turned into a into a collective human pot roast. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that that scare that scares me more than anything else. So it's not dying to the trap that scares me. It's dying to the trap. Because other motherfuckers fucked up. <laughs> yeah. That's that's what scares me. Yeah. And you know what I was just thinking about? That's so funny. It's like Danny is this huge escape room person, right? Because you're like, mm-hmm. oh, I've never been in an escape room, so I don't know. But then at the same time, Danny has apparently done 93 escape rooms. I don't think that he 
figures out any of the clues on it. Jack own. shit. <laughs> Not a single clue. I Zoe is carrying this team on her back. Mm-hmm. Truly. She's wearing the other five like a backpack. It is wild. Oh, it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing for them. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I was just thinking that, and I was like, 93 escape rooms, and he doesn't figure out a single thing. Yeah, he's really useless, unfortunately. Yeah. I hate to say that, but he is. Yeah. But after that <laughs> after that room, we, move, we go from hot to cold, right, into room number two. Yes, which, another thing, smart for Minos, they were clever to think of that because, of course, they have this super hot room. So everybody takes off their jackets and leaves them behind. Mm -hmm. And then they immediately go into this freezing cold room and nobody has a jacket anymore. Yeah. Clever girl. I will give yeah. that to them once again. Two points for them. <laughs> I, I'm like already going to say that this trap is at least a four for me just because of that bit. The fact that they the thought like, yeah, 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 let's get them nice and hot and then freeze the shit out of them. Mm -hmm. I was like, okay. That's cold-blooded, yeah. <laughs> You're as cold as ice. But <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, room two is the ice room. And this one is, um, this was a Ben room, right? This one's for Ben? Uh, no. So this one is actually for Jason. Oh, oh, well, it's actually a little bit of a half and half, right? Because we do get the the uh, the Rudolph bit from Ben. Yeah, it's like it's like the the cabin part is it's for, for ben, ben, but then and as then soon as they get to the actual escape part, yeah, it's Jason's. Well, how did you how did you feel about this this portion um, and the things that happen <laughs> within this particular <laughs> room? Um. Okay. So this is a nice part because. I think this is a good part for two characters in the sense of their development. Mm -hmm. One is for Jason, because this is when we first start to really see him unraveling. And this whole idea he has that it's all about survival. Despite how that could potentially mess up other people or, you know, you know, it doesn't matter what kind of repercussions or anything we might have survival is the most important thing mm -hmm. i feel like we start to get those first little sprinkles of that for him and then for um ben i i, I think <laughs> i think this is this is a turning point for ben because ben is just not he does not play well with others. I feel like it's the best way of explaining him. He's just a sarcastic shit, right? Mm -hmm. And he does not get along well with other people because he has not tried to make friends since he lost his friends. Because we find out a little, we see a little bit that he was driving drunk in a car and got into a car accident and obviously his friends died. And so he is not willing to cooperate with other people because he's like very much within himself right. and i that has been obvious up until this point anytime you know he's just very combative and you know at the same time though people do kind of pick on him i notice a lot in this movie and as time goes on that goes away but in the beginning he does get picked on quite a lot because i think people look at him and they almost just put this idea that he is like not smart or that he's kind of lazy like it's like they almost just assume that of him um but so here he 
lets that get to him and he allows that to like he basically almost plays into that oh well you think i'm an asshole well i'm gonna be an asshole type of thing Mm -hmm. and as a result danny dies and i think from that moment on ben switches and is like i i can't like i have to play with i have to get along with other people and i need to be a team player if I want to get out of this situation, but I think he also realizes I don't want anybody else to die. Like I don't like I want them to get out of this as well. Yeah. And so, yeah, I feel like this is like a pretty big turning point for him, particularly. I agree, one hundred percent, because he has to deal with the consequence, right? Where that yeah. granted, I do think it's. I mean, I did think Danny was gonna go. I did think him falling through that ice there was a little bit sus. Um, just cause he somehow found the one randomly magic, you fall through the ice spot, despite there being an entire lake filled with ice, he found the one spot that you fall into, um, <laughs> which I, I rolled my eyes at a little bit, but I was like, it was still, even though I rolled my eyes at the idea of it, the whole, the whole scene itself was terrifying. Um, mm-hmm. and the way they played that too is absolutely terrifying where he goes under and he's, he's done. Like there is no, um... there is no saving him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's so weird because a couple days ago, I don't remember what I was reading this on. Maybe it was Instagram, but I saw this thing where I was talking about how, uh, oh, I saw this thing where people were like, I can't believe when I was a little kid, I used to walk across frozen ice all the time. Like it was no big deal. Mm-hmm. And people were talking about how, yeah, when you fall through ice, it's usually the current that kills you yeah because you get pulled away from where you fell in and then there's literally no way to get back up Mm -hmm. and so that yeah that was terrifying just seeing him under the ice and it's like there's nothing that they can and i love that shot up above them where they're all moving the snow around Mm -hmm. and they're still looking for him and he's like over on the side already fucking dead (laughs) yeah you just see him take like his last gulp for you know breath yeah but the camera works so good but I will say, so back to that thing you said about the, the ice underneath him. Mm-hmm. I think what it was, what I've deduced from watching <laughs> from it a couple times, viewings. is I think that it wouldn't have been, I don't think that it would have been Danny if, so I think what they were trying to do was I think they were just trying to get rid of the lighter because that would have been too easy. So I think that if Ben had walked over with the lighter, I think they just had explosives under the ice That's and they true. could set them off. So I think oh. if Danny hadn't been the one with the lighter, he would have survived. I think it was just whoever had the lighter, they had to take them out because they had to get rid of the lighter. And like, you know, they were going to take out a person rather than just dropping the lighter under the ice. So I think if Ben had walked over with the lighter, he would have fallen under the ice. Yeah, because that was the thing, too, is he I mean, he snuck in his lighter just like Danny snuck in his phone mm-hmm. and they're watching them the entire time. So, yeah, that makes yep. a lot of sense where and he they, he already cheated with the alcohol. Yeah, he already cheated once. So they mm-hmm. they probably saw that they we definitely established that they have the ice rigged to explode anyway so yeah they Mm -hmm. totally could have just done that one bit of explosive and you know just got rid of the lighter that's okay yeah Yeah, you have watched this movie a couple times erica i I see you a couple viewings once or twice you know i'm bringing you to an escape room for sure you're gonna keep me alive 100 (laughs) thank you Uh, (laughs) i appreciate it uh, okay what would you what would you rate this room and do you think you'd survive it 
Okay, um, I would rate this room, gosh, I would rate this room a three. Mm-hmm. Um, cause there's just, I don't know, there's a lot of variables in this room that I think are kind of unfair, like being able to climb a tree and like True. being able to fish and then you have to sit there and, you know, get this ice block melted down. Yeah. Which I do, I do wonder, was that the method that, like, granted, yes, this is supposed to be uh, scaled against them, but Mm -hmm. was that the intended method for how they were supposed to defrost that? Do you think? No, I mean, I guess that would be because they did they did try and break it and they didn't work. Break, yeah. So I guess that they were wanting them to, you know, probably use their body heat in some way, but. Uh, dude, I don't. I mean, there uh, there must have been a bet a better way, but it's uh, knowing them, it was probably meant to just melt it down with their body heat and make them sit out there for as long as possible, and maybe just hope that you know they die of mm-hmm. <laughs> frostbite true, true. Um, or hypothermia. But yeah, I definitely wouldn't have survived this room. Mm-hmm. I don't think I would have. I agree. I actually, I I even think I'll change my. I know I said a four before. I change it to a three too, um, mostly because like. One, I I changed it to a three and I also would not survive because I do not do well in the cold despite growing up in Chicago. I hate the cold. And so my brain function decreases by smooth 75% (laughs) um, (laughs) under a certain uh, degree percentage. And then although this room was very challenging and had a lot of different variables that you had to find... I would rate it less than the first room because even though they're both trying to kill you, this one's just far less fun. Because I think there's a yeah. there's a lot of just sitting and being in pain, not a lot of <laughs> yeah. actual like problem solving or like figuring stuff out. It's more just be cold, mm-hmm. and then you know make it out. That's the, the that's your option for this room. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this room looks... So I think the creativity of the first room is a little bit more there than the second room. Mm -hmm. Um, But I do think that that nuance of jumping from uh, really hot to now the coldest place ever is still very smart. And it was very Mm -hmm. smart of them to line it up like that. I I would have been useless in this room for sure. (laughs) Because I also shut down during when it's too cold. I just completely shut down. So I would have been useless um so then they get to the next room Room number three this is the the upside down topsy turvy this is the mm -hmm, this is the billiard room that is upside down and this is zoe's room Mm -hmm. and uh, i love this room this room is my favorite could you i think could you explain to me again how this one was zoe's room oh no no, never mind it was the plane right that's Mm -hmm. that's why okay never mind i'm there i'm there don't work (laughs) Um, so yeah, so we, we discover during this sequence, oh, and I forgot to mention earlier, so Amanda's thing was that when she was, um, in Iraq, her and the rest of who she was with at the time, her unit ran over an IED, and she was the only one that survived Mm -hmm. that. So that's why the fire was triggering for her, and so now we find out that Zoe was in a plane crash with her mom and she was the only one that survived the plane crash and so for her it was it's this like visual of her laying down and looking up and the plane being upside down and her mom is like hanging 
She was like still in her yeah, seat, but brutal, obviously she's like upside shot. down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's a really sad shot. Um, but oh, and also, so, and, and Mike, Mike in the second room, his was he and a friend got uh, their boat capsized and they were stranded, and his friend swam off, mm-hmm. quote quote, um, and died, and he was the only survivor yes. of that. Right, and they found because there's a red jacket in the frozen room that it looks exactly like the red jacket that his friend was wearing mm-hmm. when he that swam away when yeah when he swam away <laughs> so so yeah i love this room it's so cool the way that it's set up and the way that the the set design of this room because it looks just like a a bar mm-hmm. um but it's completely flipped upside down yeah which I'm sure that and... was a shit ton of fun to like shoot that day because <laughs> yeah. like I'm sure that that was a practical set that they just got to like walk onto and it's just this upside down room. I hope it I mm-hmm. I hope that's what it was and I kind of assume that's what it was in terms yeah. of like filming. That just sounds like the most sense it would make to film it that way. Mm-hmm. It definitely looks like it was. Yeah. Cuz I mean they're able to walk, yeah, on the ground and everything. Besides besides when the floor starts to come mm-hmm. come undone. Uh, you know, that's <laughs> part is they probably just had like a green screen underneath the room maybe and May- yeah 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 they they're, they're probably like they probably just mm-hmm. green screened the room but i would say i agree with you this is this is totally my favorite room um and i'll go out and just say this out of 5 out of 5 for room design this one yes. is definitely the coolest one i agree 5 out of 5 and i like the way that they have to solve the puzzle i would die right away in this room um because the whole idea is you have to be able to hold on as the floor is falling out Mm -hmm. underneath you and my upper body strength is negative six (laughs) (laughs) negative four on a good day so like i'm i'm going with that floor 110 Mm percent unless i can find like just something i can stand on right above and just be okay but yeah I'm, I'm, i'm with you i i would not make it out of this room this room combined two things that are big no-gos for Roshane, one of which is heights. I hate, I don't have a fear of heights. I have a very big fear of falling. So like the idea of falling freaks me out. So that's already, (laughs) it's already a wrap on me for this room. Mm -hmm. But also it has a very necessary slide puzzle. And that's one of my weird kryptonites. I am so bad. At slide puzzles, at slide puzzles. I like. Really? I, I can do a Rubik's cube, but I cannot do a slide puzzle. It, it, there's something about them that I just. I think I get frustrated halfway through, especially like when you get like three of the three of the pieces where you want them, but then you realize they're on the wrong side of the puzzle. I just throw the puzzle away at that point. Oh my god! <laughs> I'm I'm done. Uh, they're just so time yeah. consuming. I don't like them. I'm not good at them. And you need them to survive this room, so I would instantly die. One plus the added stress of not only is it a slide puzzle, but you're kind of on a countdown as the floor continues to come out. Because yeah. that's the thing about this room, right? Is that a lot of adventures, it is designed for someone to be left alone. Mm-hmm. on the furthest side of the room mm-hmm. because that is where they have set it up where the door handle that they have to retrieve is. So Amanda is the, you know, most 
in shape out of all of them and is able to hold on and pull herself up. And so she basically, so she decides she chooses to be the one that stays over on the one side. Right. And then everybody else is able to get over to the other side. Yeah. And I, so I honestly, I do think Amanda's death is the saddest for me. Yeah, that one that one hit different because it's also like a, it's a sacrificial death. Um, you get you get that moment before where she knows she's gonna die, yeah. and you just have to watch that kind of wash over her before it happens. Yeah, it's it's a long. She's hanging there for a long time before she falls, mm-hmm. so you know she's just like, dude, like as soon as this thing snaps because she's hanging on by like a telephone cord yeah i'm surprised it's held as long as as it did that thing was holding on by a prayer and yeah so she's hanging there for for ages and like zoe's begging her to keep trying but it's like try what yeah that little and they they try that little like (laughs) pool cue thing where like grab onto oh my god you should know damn well all that does is kill another person you do not have the upper body strength to bring this veteran over to that side of the room. Don't don't pretend. Yeah, like what are you nuts? Pool cues <laughs> break so easy. I I broke a pool cue when I was like eight. I <laughs> hit it over a table and it snapped in half on accident. And so he wants to, yeah, he wants her to grab onto that. She's like, bro, let me just let me just die with some dignity. What do you want me right. to try? And you trying to have me shuffle up this pole? Also, imagine, imagine too. Like I know she had to be able to get the the doorknob for plot clearly, mm-hmm. but imagine it just rolls off the edge. I was about to say, <laughs> dude, she, but she is such a G. That whole that whole sequence of her jumping down, grabbing the ball, throwing it to Jason, and then running and hopping back up on the cord. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. She's so like she, it's just so cool. She just looks so cool in that if, entire sequence. Yeah, even her like parkouring across the thing looks fucking mm-hmm. dope. Like Deborah and Wool, if if you did most of your stunts, you got you got some upper body strength. Kudos to you. Is that yeah? You got some rock climbing hard. in your day. I've been watching American Ninja Warrior lately, and like amazing show. Um, dude, fantastic show. Also, the, the OG one's good, too, but please continue. It's so good. But so, yeah, I've been watching that lately. And, yeah, I, I was thinking about that and how hard those ones are where they just have to hang on with their upper body strength. Yeah. And because and of, yeah, them are just, it, like, finger strength, too. Yes. It's like, and it's just, yeah, it's like eventually you do get tired. And that's the thing that sucks about it is she probably would have made it if the ball didn't drop because yeah. that's what messed her up is she had to go after the ball and that's another thing if it had been me and she threw the ball <laughs> at me baby we're all dying now i would, oh, be, I would no. be so imagine oh, <laughs> it's like imagine gosh. it rolls off imagine she does all that chucks yeah. it over and they miss it and they miss oh i could just if she ran for that ball and threw it and was like erica i would be like ah! <laughs> i would be like <laughs> I would miss it. I would. I I I don't know what else. I just know in my heart that not all. I already miss things fairly easily, and you add on that pressure. <laughs> I'm dropping the ball, literally. <laughs> literally, figuratively, <laughs> and at the cost of everyone's lives. But <laughs> yeah, so Amanda dies, yeah. and it's really, it really unfortunate. And you know what's interesting is 
nobody dies in the room that was meant for them. Like, I, I have to assume that yeah. part of the reason that they created the rooms, you know, to with these extra elements is kind of to psych that specific person out, right? Right. And so you could almost think, oh, well, if they are having a hard time dealing with these elements, they're probably not going to survive this room. Mm -hmm. But that ends up not being the case. The closest that we see that happen to is Amanda, is that, you know, she has the hardest time in her room, but because everybody else is there, she's, she's able, able to, to get through. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she's able to power through that. And yeah, and then half the people don't even get to make it to their room. <laughs> right. <laughs> they're long yeah. dead before they get to their room. Okay, all that extra setup for what? For what? <laughs> for why? Nothing. Now who's sitting there looking stupid? <laughs> That's right. It's Minos. Right. Um, so next yeah. Room, uh, next room. <laughs> probably my least favorite, gonna be real. Mm -hmm. Is yeah, uh, well. this room, but it, it is the nice exposition dump room. So that's that's kind of cool, I guess. Yes, because you finally get to find out what everybody's deal is and why they're there. So everybody discovers that it's basically. Well, first a off, we're in like yeah, we're in like a hospital. Yeah, yeah, we're in a hospital, and they have basically recreated the hospital beds of everybody, and we find out that everybody has been put into this game because they were the sole survivor of so. an incident that killed, you know, whoever else they were with. And mm -hmm. so it's basically like a game of survivors to see who out of the survivors will survive, <laughs> mm -hmm. I guess you could put it. Um, so, yeah, so the room that we're in now was meant to be Danny's room because he survived carbon monoxide poisoning that killed his mm -hmm. whole family. And now they're in a room where the poison, if they don't get their heart rate to the right. Like, yeah, like the door, the door or whatever they need to escape is attached to an EKG machine. And they need a very particular heart rate in order to open to the door, through, I believe is the trap. I don't know. I, yeah, this one's not my favorite. It's just a bit of a stretch. Because it's like... Huh? Yeah. <laughs> like, I think just compared to all of the other ones, it seems the most I out of place. Yeah, it almost feels like this one... Um, due to all the circumstances, once we get to this part of the movie, this one is more to facilitate what's happening with the characters right. than it is to serve the purpose of being an actual escape room mm -hmm. compared to the rest that we've seen up until this point. Right. Like, yeah, because the, the whole poison aspect and everything, that that's fine. I just don't like the heart rate part of it just seems kind of bizarre to me. Yeah. And, and they, did, they did my man Mike dirty with this room. So it, disrespectful. Disrespectful. Like, Mike dies in this one, and it's the stupidest way to die mm -hmm. of all the ways to die. I'm like, come on. Yeah. He's such a nice guy. And we just got his backstory about him and his brother. <laughs> yeah. And we, we got emotionally attached to this guy, and y'all gonna overcharge his heart? That's how we kill off Mike. That's and the, some yes, and this is what I mean about Jason. He comes up with ideas, but he doesn't want to put in the work for them. So he yep. decides, oh, ah, well, we got to get your heart rate up to a thousand beats per minute. Let me <laughs> let me can charge you up. And instead of saying, yeah, you know what, you guys try it on me. So if I'm wrong, 
I'll be the one that suffers. He tries it on Mike. And of course Mm -hmm. he's wrong because, bro, what? There's a lot going on in this scene. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, And so and it's and the thing I think that sucks the most about it is because of the other things that are occurring in this scene, because this is also when Zoe, it's like a callback to earlier where she realizes, oh, if they uh they continue to watch us we can't ever fight back because like they can see everything that we're doing so she's like busting out all the cameras mm-hmm. and because that's also going on i just kind of feel like matt uh, like mike's death just kind of happens and gets glossed over like i know mm-hmm. that ben is upset about it but ba- like he barely gets time to even yeah, be upset about it he barely gets time to even realize what's going on jason's over there like meditating there's just, there's a lot going on in this scene. Almost a little bit too much for my liking. Yeah, it was it was like the, a borderline too chaotic. They had too many elements happening at once, and not in the way that serves increasing the tension. I think it's more so just it makes it hard to figure out where you want to place your attention. Right, and so but watching 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 um, Zoe kind of slip into. The rest of her character that we get to find later was fun, though, because like it was at this point that she no longer has to keep playing this kind of like one note. Like I'm quiet and meek like she's been through enough Mm -hmm. where we get to see kind of the hard ass Zoe. And that part I did like. I did enjoy that. I agree with that. I I was ready for Zoe to you know, have her moment and also, yeah, for them to do something different because it, it is necessary. Right. She was right. Be, uh, because they're all kind of looking at her like we have to play by the rules, but she's right. You don't like you mm-hmm. don't have to play by the rules. At least try something different. Because we find out later that yeah, nobody's meant to survive these games. So if she had continued to play by the rules with them, they all just they would have anyway. just died. Yeah, it would have been pointless. Um, yeah. But, but yeah, they they so then by the end of it, um, Ben and Jason are the only people that escape. And because yeah. Zoe chooses to stay back and to bust the last started. camera. Yeah. <laughs> and then Mike's dead, apparently. <laughs> yeah, Mike's big dead. It's, yeah, he's yeah. dead. Easy, easy <laughs> two borderline one and a half stars for that room. Mm-hmm. Um, I still wouldn't survive, though, because I don't think I would have figured the EKG thing. I don't, I don't think I would have gotten it. Yeah, I don't think I would have gotten that one either. And that's one thing. It's like, if if Ben had been dead already, they wouldn't have figured the EKG thing out because nobody else spoke sign language. Yep. <laughs> they would have been screwed. They would have been screwed. Um, so, yeah, it's just another sign that, you know, these rooms really are meant to... It, they're lucky if they're lucky that Ben was still alive and they get lucky every now and then, but these rooms really were meant to take out as many people as possible. Yeah. So they could have just all been poisoned and dead by this point. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, um, but we get into our next room. Which, uh, this one didn't, out of all of them, though, I don't, you know, if you know the answer, please tell me. I don't know who this one was supposed to be for. So this room is supposed to be for Ben. This is because okay because like I think it's trying to say like oh you were under the influence oh you, shit you know yeah. when you so you the are good now. at this oh well, no you may, be, you may survive this escape room to actually to be fair the only reason that I knew this one was for Ben is because I 
I know the last one is for Mike and mm-hmm. Ben's the only one that's left. Do you know what right. I mean? Like, so I was like, yeah, I had to figure fair, everybody fair else's fair. rooms out first. And then I was like, okay, yeah, this obviously is Ben's. But yeah, basically, <laughs> they get into this room and it's, it kind of looks like what would be in like a, an art museum. Right. Like a Meow Wolf exhibit or something. It's like <laughs> a checkered room. And they're trying to open this hatch. Oh, well, no. First, before they even do that, this is when we find out that, yeah, Jason killed his... Because Ben calls him out and he's like, dude, I don't believe your story. And Jason's yeah. like, yeah, you're right. I killed my friend and I stole his jacket so that I could survive because like survival is all that matters. And then proceeds to be like, the fuck you going to do about it? <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> Which I was like, you know what? Nobody likes you at this point in the movie, but all right, cool. You get a little props for still being like, yeah, I did it. And what, so. yeah. and what about it? And yeah, and Ben's like, uh, yeah, I don't, know. <laughs> I don't know. I just wanted to hear you say it. And so they go to escape. And when they touch the hatch, there is a substance on it that like seeps into their skin it's like a some kind of drug suspend a little disbelief on that one just be like (laughs) yeah sure that works sure it's some kind of drug it looks like goo and it like seeps into their skin obviously puts them into an altered state so everything gets all trippy and they're like they're basically it's pretty funny i actually think this part is pretty funny especially uh jay ellis when it like cuts back to him and he's like smiling yeah you know he i know exactly which part you're talking about and i took a note of that too i was like he had a lot of fun filming this bit it's pretty funny i do think that part's really funny (laughs) just the way his face looks because it's like all elongated um it has like the frog filter on it is what it looks right (laughs) um but so there's only one antidote and Mm -hmm. it's interesting because they only need the antidote to get them out to get to get the drug altering state you know to get them out of that but they don't like they could escape the room. Yeah, they, you you can leave you can leave while intoxicated. Yeah, they would just, just still like... be high. So it's it, yeah, be, but because it's them, because they've been butting heads this entire time. They're kind of the worst two people to be left together because mm-hmm. they have not gotten along from the beginning, and so yeah, because it's them, it's immediately a a fight for the antidote because Ben finds it first. Jason attacks him. They get into this huge fight. Um, there's a, sh- a bunch of flashing lights, which I don't really think is necessary. Mm-hmm. Um, um kind of, I guess, mini epilepsy warning. Yeah, or, that's what, maybe. That's it's, what it's, it's a lot thinking. of black and white, but that might mess with some people if you suffer from that, homies. Um, just you know, heads up. Yeah, because I know that can be triggered, you know, fairly easily for some people. And I, so I honestly didn't even notice it the first few times I watched it, but I just noticed this last time. Um, so yeah, they get into this fight, and Ben basically accidentally kills Jason. Like he gets yeah. lucky <laughs> <laughs> once again and kills Jason and escapes to the last room. And so this catches us up to where we were at the very beginning of the movie. Yeah, because this last room is the first room that we watched. And like at the beginning of the movie, you actually watch him uh, figure out this room. When we get to it in the latter half of the movie, 
he's all it, it, they they know that we've seen this already so they kind of like fast forward through it yeah um, and they and whilst doing that they also cut back to zoe the room that we last saw zoe in and we see basically like a hazmat crew come in and they are there to clean up the bodies mm-hmm. and <laughs> okay so this is a line that like is said specifically so that zoe can have her little one-liner but it's just such a silly line so they're walking through and there's a gas mask hanging from the top like hanging from the ceiling and one of the guys was like well what do you think she was trying to do with that and then zoe comes up behind him and she's like breathe bitch and she gets her little (laughs) one-liner right which is cool and cute or whatever but like why why would he say that? What do you mean? What was she trying to do? The room was you full of poison. You just poison them in a room. Of course she grabbed she, the yeah, oxygen. She was trying to breathe. Like, what do you mean? Fucking <laughs> dumb as shit. Yeah. Uh, real, real quick, though, with the, with the other room, mm-hmm. uh, I would say probably four out of five, because I feel like outside of the killing part, it's one of the most escape roomy escape rooms. Like, that... That whole idea seems like an escape room. Run around the room, find different clues, mm-hmm. open up a door. Yeah. Uh, so I give it a four. Um, and most definitely just I wouldn't have survived it. I was trying to figure it out as he was doing it. And I was like, nah, no, I would I would have died yeah. 100%. Well, and, and out of all the rooms, I mean, that room wasn't made to escape. Like, Yeah. Like, he got lucky. They really were. Again. Yeah. <laughs> he, that's what I'm saying. This man gets luck from just kind of trying different shit throwing stuff around like he just gets lucky because this is the one room because we are at the end of the line like this is the final room and this was not meant to be escaped it was meant to kill whoever was left true but ben you know figures it out and figures out a way to hide inside of the fireplace without getting burnt and is able to make his way out and that that is that is one thing to note though, and we do get one line of it towards the end. But even though that room's meant to kill, right? They do design every room with a way to escape. Yes. Even if it's like a point zero 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 one percent chance that you can escape it, there is some form of yes. escape to every trap. It has to be escapable in some yeah. way. Um, but so now we're left with. Ben and we know Zoe's still alive. So this is when we get the confrontation between Ben and the game master. The game master. What did you think of of this like ending bit with them? It was my least favorite. It's it's not it's very, totally necessary. It feels, it feels anticlimactic, even though I don't think it does it on purpose. It's really hard to quantify how I felt about this bit. But I think the closest I could get is it felt like a diet version of when we met Jigsaw for the first time. <laughs> Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. <laughs> LaCroix Jigsaw. <laughs> yes. It was fucking LaCroix Jigsaw. Because it had it did literally everything the same that the that they do in the Saw movies. It just had no bite. Like it just didn't have any any juice to it, you know. Je ne sais quoi. Je ne sais quoi. <laughs> yeah, I just I wasn't I wasn't feeling it, and I think it's mainly because the game master himself 
the difference between like him and Jigsaw is like that he was expendable. And so he right. didn't have any longevity in his character. Like I didn't feel it didn't feel like I was meeting the mastermind of this whole thing. And, you know, fast forward a couple minutes, we find out he's not the mastermind behind the mm-hmm. whole thing. But it just from the get it just I don't know, it, it didn't after everything we've been through. And then it's just like this guy who's doing his best jigsaw impression. I was like, eh, yeah, cool, I guess. Yeah. You know, <sighs> Yeah, it's one of those things where it gets to this point in the movie every time, and I'm just like, oh, yeah, this happens. Because, yeah, you know, he's just some guy that was overseeing the game. And really, he's he's there for our evil speech, yeah. like our villain speech, just to, to basically lay out a little bit more what's going on and say, oh, you know, this is something that happens every year with different types of people it's like different themes every time mm-hmm. our customers are some of the most powerful people in the world but every year they demand more more complicated rooms more interesting subjects more ways to gamble on life and death last year they, they had college athletes the year before savants and this year we had lone survivors. They wanted to know if luck had anything to do with it. Lucky people don't get kidnapped and tortured by psychopaths. And then, yeah, and then he tries to kill Ben because, like I said, he, Ben was, nobody was ever supposed to survive this. But this is where it gets a little bit confusing for me. I don't know why. <laughs> like, okay, first, I don't know why that would be totally necessary because... If you if they have the means to be able to just pack up all their shit and leave and, and make it seem like they were never there, would it yeah. really matter if Ben was still alive? You know, wouldn't wouldn't it be kind of nice to have a survivor? I almost would have preferred that if the the point was to have a survivor and it's just that maybe they didn't expect to have two survivors. Like if that was the thing, maybe there was only supposed to be one. Yeah. And then he and then he realizes that Zoe's alive, so he tries to kill Zoe and then maybe Ben comes back. And help yeah, Zoe. I think I think that would have probably played out a mm-hmm. little bit better um, because, yeah. The, yeah, the whole idea that they have to make sure that there's no witnesses or anything. But then, like you said, they have the ability to just vanish off the face of the earth. Mm-hmm. Then what's it feels wasted. Like, what's the point? Yeah. And, and especially because later on, we see that, you know, Ben, Ben's life is it's popping like he hasn't even thought about them yeah. <laughs> like since things <laughs> he happened moved, he, he moved, moved all the way the fuck on he's yeah. officially moved on so it's like one of those things where okay well if you guys are never going to get caught by the police does it matter if people survive and then yeah. secondly and this is why i'm interested now that you've seen this movie this is why i'm interested in the sequel because it's called tournament of champions and we see that there's multiple people who have survived these games before so does mm-hmm. that mean that they started having survivors did you know what i mean like where did those other survivors come from if you guys True. were always killing people i'm sure that's something that they will or hope hopefully talk about. We, yes. we hope that they uh, <laughs> yes. uh, cover their bases on that one because yeah we and everybody who's listening to this podcast will now be looking out for that so hopefully yes. they cover their bases. i really that. hope they do as well because yeah it it, it need make it make sense because it yeah it seems like they need to kill 
the last person, but then, you know, Zoe comes back, helps Ben escape, kills, they kill the guy. What's up, homies? Uh, just a quick little insert that I wanted to include uh, that I felt was worth mentioning because I did a little bit more research after our recording and I just thought that this was interesting, um, is that Minos, which is also the name of the company that created the escape room in this movie, is also the name of a mythical king in Greek mythology that was the son of Zeus and Europa. And apparently every nine years, he would choose seven boys and seven girls from Athens who would be sent to be put inside of the labyrinth that held the Minotaur. And they were basically sacrifices for the Minotaur. And then eventually the hero Theseus killed the Minotaur um, and was able to stop the tradition. So I just thought that was interesting because obviously our characters are being put into a labyrinth of sorts with the escape room. And if you consider the games master and put him in the, um, I guess, the role of the Minotaur, since he's the one that is killing them, um, you could consider Ben and Zoe to be our hero Theseus and they eventually kill him. Of course, they don't stop him completely, but I don't know. I just thought that was interesting. They escape, and yeah, they, Zoe brings the police back. The whole place is just a decrepit building, and the police don't believe her at all, and they don't believe Ben because they find drugs in his system from that from room. The thing. Yeah. Yeah, so by the end of the movie, Zoe is still like she is on her like crusade and she is ready to go take them down and i love how easily she gets ben to agree to go like yeah. like basically <laughs> this she's life like, or death <laughs> mission yeah. she's like i really want to go i bought his plane tickets and he's like zoe i i'm i'm not going and she's like please and he's like okay <laughs> <laughs> He's like, look, it's been six months since everything happened. I never got the number. I'm not going to get any other chance. It's now or never. I'll <laughs> fucking risk it for you, Zoe. I, yeah. He's got the hots for Zoe, 100%. But, you I know. mean, I get it. I, honestly, to be seen. To be honestly, seen in the next movie. I feel like they... I liked their relation. Like, I liked the dynamic that they had. It's very obviously that they're obviously friends. Like, by the end of this movie, they always, right. obviously kept in touch and stuff. I wouldn't be mad at it mm -hmm. if they ended up together. I wouldn't. It's but true. part of me but feels like one didn't... of them's going to die in the next oh, one. Yeah. And it makes me really sad. One of them's going to die. It is, like, 99% going to be Ben. <laughs> but, um, you know, maybe they'll get kind of weird with it and off Zoe, which would... I think that I would hate it because I like watching Zoe's character, but it would throw me for a fucking loop if they did. Yeah, it, it, me too. <laughs> yeah, I would be really thrown. The one thing I will say about Zoe, though, is she obviously is very, very good at the rooms. And if Zoe had her head in the game uh, the whole time, she probably would have been the last one. Yeah. Standing. Most definitely. Um, but I, the last thing I'll say about the ending is I'm usually not a big fan of there will be a sequel endings, but this one I really was okay with. And mm -hmm. part of that could be because I'm watching it so late so that I know that there is going to be a sequel very soon. Um, but I did think the movie was fun enough that I would watch another one of them. Mm-hmm. 
Whereas like yeah. the puzzles and the escape rooms, all that was cool enough that is one of those few films where I was like, if you make a sequel, yeah, I will watch it because I want to yeah. see what you do with a with a bigger scope and more rooms. So yeah. they did get me with that ending. I, I, I liked it. I ain't mad at it, and I and I liked that they kind of showed that oh they've got a whole production. They test out the rooms. Mm-hmm. They have the ability to do it anywhere they want with any kind of thing they want and there's a whole crew it was it's like cabin in the woods almost where you're like oh my god this is like a facility mm-hmm. full of employees and who knows how vast that range is so i think that that's a fun thing to explore and it looks like in the second one they're you know doing bigger um Stuff. rooms and yeah. and so i'm ex- really excited to to get into that and i wonder how many extras they got from craigslist and backstage that <laughs> worked in this company <laughs> imagine showing up for your first day as an extra and they're like all right we're gonna attempt to kill this young girl and you're like oh okay. what's up yeah they're like okay we're gonna put you in this airplane you're gonna be the <laughs> pilot we're gonna put foam in your mouth just act like you've been poisoned and Look, like, we'll get you a SAG voucher for and everything. All right, say less. Right. Get me in there. Y'all got crafty here? Because I'll, <laughs> I'll take some snacks. Uh, <laughs> um, but okay, that's, yeah, that's Escape Room. Mm-hmm. Um, I am very, very interested to hear what your final rating on this movie will be. But first, what would you like to rate it out of? We've got um, a lot of options. In this we movie. have, a, yeah, this is a lot. <laughs> this is like the opposite of our normal problem. Where we're like, what should we be out of? Like, what should we rate it out of? There's so yeah. many. Uh, little black boxes is always one. Oh, yeah. Little black boxes, puzzle boxes. We could do puzzle it boxes. out of. Straight up puzzle boxes, I'm actually kind of cool with. You want to do puzzle boxes? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That was actually also like the easiest one we've ever found. That was like the quickest we've d- decided on one. We're getting good, homies. Uh, all right, let's do it out of puzzle boxes. Uh, I will give this, uh, yeah, I'll give it, I'll give it four out of five puzzle boxes. Okay. I like, I I was shit. I was honestly thinking about giving a little bit more, but I think four is solid. Um, and then after I see the sequel, maybe I'll lock in exactly where I think it is. But I think for now, first viewing four out of five, it's a, it's a really fun movie. Um, I was surprised at how much I liked it. A lot of that probably comes from how well it's made. I do think the, again, the set design, the way it's filmed, the acting, everything's actually really good in this movie. And it's a fun thriller slash horror movie that still, despite being PG-13, manages to crank up the tension quite a few notches and keep you on the edge of your seat wondering what's going to happen to these characters. Mm -hmm. And you know, I've seen a lot of horror movies at this point, and I'm kind of jaded, so it's hard to do that and pull that out of me. But this movie did a really good job and did it uh, very well. And I am, now that I've seen this one, pretty excited to check out the sequel. But yeah, I think I think four out of five uh, puzzle boxes is where I'll sit with Escape Room. Nice. Okay, I'm also going to give it a four out of five puzzle boxes. Hey, okay. <laughs> um, so the I saw like a very, very small interview with the director, and he said that with this movie, they really wanted to bring mix beautiful sets with psychological trauma. And I think they succeeded. I, I think both aspects of that this movie are very 
smart and very successful. Mm-hmm. I enjoy the characters and I like finding out their backstory in the ways that they're presented. And the escape rooms are super fun. Mm-hmm. And trying to kind of figure out the escape room at the same time as the characters keeps it engaging. Um, yeah, the acting was was great in my opinion. And the they have some really cool shots. And it's just a fun, like breezy movie. This movie goes by pretty it's like an hour forty. It doesn't feel like that. It mm-hmm. goes by pretty quickly. And super quick. Yeah, and so, yeah, I just, I enjoy this movie. Obviously, I've watched it multiple times, and I am very, very excited for the sequel to come out and see what they do next with it and see how they explain some of those weird little holes that were left from the first one. So, yeah, four out of five puzzle boxes for me as well. It was a surprise. I was surprised Mm -hmm. at how much I liked it, but this is a really good movie. Nice. I'm so happy to hear that. I'm glad you finally watched it. Um, but yeah, homies, that is it for us and Escape Room. Mm-hmm. As always, we would love to hear what you guys think about this one and also would love to hear what you guys are excited if you are excited we would like to hear what you're excited about for the sequel and what you are hoping you to see in the sequel um oh also if you know of good escape rooms in either the colorado or la area uh hit us up with those let us know you know let us know yeah. what's out there maybe uh you'll inspire at least Roshane to uh finally take up the mantle and try one of these out yeah, please let, yeah, seriously, because I've been wanting to go back to one, and you really need to go to one. I did not ex- escape the first one I went to, so I really want to go to one and be able to escape. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, COVID's, you know, doing things to the point where we might be able to figure out a uh, homey outing to an escape room. Yeah, we'll, I know, that's what I was thinking. Well, we'll, we'll talk see, we'll talk, we'll talk, we'll talk. We'll talk. <laughs> it's in the works, we'll figure it out. Um, but yes, let us know your thoughts uh on this movie and hopefully once the new one comes out we can have a little perhaps a little bit of discussion about that one um but if you guys want to talk about it with us you can reach us on our social media we are homies of horror on everything um you can always dm us or you can comment on our post about this episode if you prefer you can also email us and email us business inquiries as well we are homies of horror at gmail.com and if you wouldn't mind and you are so inclined you can go to apple podcasts and leave us a rating or a review we really appreciate it it helps other people get eyes on our podcast and besides we just love to hear from the homies uh so if you like us let us know and rate or review us on apple podcasts last but not least come and check us out on twitch homie it's our first one back if you're watching it right after if you're listening to this episode on monday it's our first stream back. Yeah. So come and hang out. Yeah. <laughs> we should be playing Left 4 Dead today. Yes. Uh, we'll get a lot of fun. So you want to see mm-hmm. that? Come through. And maybe, and if you pop through and you want to talk about Escape Room some more, we down. We down. We down. Um, but other than that, we hope you have a great rest of your week. And we will be catching you next Monday, homies. Catch you later, homies. Bye.